Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, friends. Minister Paula Cornette here with Revelations from the Heart podcast. And this is episode number 28. Well, thank you so very much for joining me today, wherever you're listening to this particular podcast at. I just greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am so excited about the teaching that um, we've been doing for the last few weeks, um, getting ready to wrap it up in the next two episodes. So uh, we will, at the conclusion of this teaching, have discussed all of Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. And my hope and prayer is that you have gained a greater understanding of what it is that the Lord is saying and definitely a greater understanding of what he is saying at this particular time. God is so good. He's so merciful. He's so great. And he's so wonderful because he gives us his word, which serves as an instruction book, but also a book of warning. So I think I've mentioned it in previous episodes, but the things that are transpiring and taking place at this present time in our nation is not taking me by surprise at all. Um, In fact, because the scripture talks about these things, that they are to come and that we are here at this point in this moment. I think what is somewhat alarming for me is the rate at which they have, um, events have just taken off that's what's more alarming to me more than the events but when the holy spirit impressed upon my heart uh to begin to do this series um it's really just powerful how god is just so strategic uh in everything and it's like in the midst of all this we're kind of seeing stuff play out right before our eyes and not just here in the united states but all over the world And I'd like to just make a shout out. I was looking at the analytics for the podcast and the listeners. We have another area that we have um, branched out into, and that is Zimbabwe. And so the listeners there, I just want to greet you and say thank you so much for listening. Continue to listen. Continue to share. uh, Continue to go back and and listen to the other podcasts. Um, Just great teaching wonderful teaching and information. Well, today we are going to continue with the teaching in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. And if you've been following along, then you are hopefully caught up with all the lessons and hopefully you've listened to them in chronological order because we've gone through and discussed and talked about in detail Uh, the 25 characteristics that will make up the end-time society. When we look at our our focus scripture in uh, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 1, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, 
we find out from opening up all of those words and taking a closer look at these words that the Apostle Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, was speaking prophetically and actually speaking prophetically about this time that we are in right now, that we are in the last days. And it wasn't just talking about the last days, like the beginning of the last days, but it's talking about the end of the last days, the tail end of the last days, that the people that are in this time will find themselves living in a difficult just a difficult time, a time that's just hard to bear. And he goes on to list the 25 characteristics. I want to jump in and interject right here and encourage you, if you haven't already done so, I was very elated because many individuals have um, expressed to me that they have already ordered. They've ordered their book, Last Day Survival Guide, from either listening to the podcast or seeing um, the um, information on my social media uh, pages. Several, several people have um, purchased the book um, already. Some are waiting for its arrival and some have already received it. And so as as being chosen by um, Pastor Renner's team to be a part of the launch team, I received a complimentary book. And I'm just so, just, I, I've been in this thing, y'all. I've been in this thing. And um, the teaching that I've done thus far has been this book has been a major reference uh for this teaching and so of course he goes more in depth uh pastor renner does but it's called last days survival guide and um, i'm going to read a little bit from it tonight for your listening but you can purchase this book on renner.org that's r-e-n-n-e-r.org and right now at the time of this podcast i don't know how long it's going to be going on but I believe it's 30, the book is 30% off right now. So you want to make sure that you add this book to your library, that you go through, read it, highlight it, underline it, and um, just get it, get it in your spirit because it's a powerful, powerful book. So at the end of this teaching tonight, I'm going to read um, Pastor Renner's interpretive version of uh, 2 Timothy 3. Uh, verses 1 through, I think it goes to about 13. Um, we're, we're, I'm going to read um, that. And so I'm, I'm excited about, I'm ready for the Renner interpretive version to come out and say, well, what is the Renner interpretive version? And all it is is just that where Pastor Renner has taken those Greek words and just opened them up and just kind of broken them down and put them in everyday plain language for us to understand. And it's just, it's just really good. It makes it plain when he reads it. From his interpretive version. Well, we're going to continue today. Uh, last week we talked about. Well last episode. I didn't do an ap- episode. Um, the the last week. As I mentioned before. Sometimes I have to chew on things. A little, little bit longer. Before I can release it myself. So I had to make sure. That once again. That I, I, I just needed to, to digest this. Just a little bit more. Before um, I released it. So the last time that we. Um, that I that I did a podcast. I talked about the um, the apostate church, and we talked about um, that those that are a part of that would have a form of godliness, but they would deny the power of God. Um, and it also goes on uh, go, went on to talk about that those that are like that from such people to turn away, and that you if you are a part of a church or an organization 
that uh, fits that characteristic that you need to remove yourself from that organization, from that church. It says it clearly in scripture. And, you know, God does not want us, especially in this last days, to be to be around any spiritual frauds. He wants us to know the truth of his word as it's laid out in scripture. And then it went on to talk about that there are some that they creep into the households and they make captives of silly gullible women. Well, I talked about that in the last episode. So you'll have to go back in the archive and listen to that. Because what I want to deal with today and pick up on today is in uh, verse 10. So I'm not going to review, review like that. We're going to pick up today so that I can get through all of this. A lot of Greek words I want to um, expound upon. But we're going to do that concisely, quickly. And um, to get all this in you. So... Uh, let's pick up in verse 10. We're in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 10. And it says, But you have carefully followed my doctrine. And this is Paul, of course, speaking to Timothy. Manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Iconium, at, at Antioch, excuse me, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured out of them all, the Lord delivered me. All right. So Paul is beginning to share from his own personal life. You know, he, he begins to share the tough times that, that he has endured, that he has had. And he's going to get ready to say, you know, tough times are coming. They are coming. But to know that the good news is that even in the midst of the tough times, that God delivered Paul out of everything. If you know the history of Paul and the story of Paul, that man went through a lot of stuff. I mean, I think probably in scripture, other than Jesus Christ, he went through so much stuff. He went through many persecutions. He was went through stonings. He was shipwrecked on three separate occasions. He was bitten by a snake, a poisonous snake at that. I mean, he was just, he probably went through a lot. He went through a lot. But he said that all those things that I went through, God delivered me out of them all. And all of the, each and every one of us that are listening today have all been through something or going through something difficult. We've all been through something difficult, something hard, something that was just painful and hurtful. But look, God has delivered us. God has delivered us. And that is the good news. No matter what we go through, God will deliver us out of everything that we go through. And the word delivered is a Greek word, uh, rume, and it means to rescue, deliver, snatch, or even drag out of danger. It means to save in the nick of time. It's like a rescue operation intended to snatch a person out of physical or spiritual peril intervention. So the Lord intervened. He intervened in everything that Paul went through. God in there was a, a moment and a point when God intervened and God's power will rescue each and every one of us from whatever situation we may be going through. He goes on to say in verse 13, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. All right. So he's saying that, you know, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. And just when you think it's, it's going to get worse and worse. Well, let's look at this word evil. It's the word paneros. And it's the, it means destruction, disaster, harm, 
are dangerous, malicious, or malignant. It's foul, vile, hostile, and vicious. It pictures not only that which is dangerous to the physical body, but that which is dangerous to the spirit or mind. In other words, this is malevolent men, evil, evil men. There is evil that is in the earth today on a whole nother level that most of us that are godly people, our minds cannot conceive or comprehend the evil that is presently going on even right now. If I told you some of the things that were happening, it would make your it would probably make you sick to your stomach to think of the evil that people are doing. And the scripture says that it will get worse and worse. Okay? Okay, and so then it says that they will go worse and worse. Okay, imposters deceiving many, deceiving, deceiving many, seducers. Uh, once version says seducers, and this word seducers, it means listen to this. It means sorcerers who skillfully manipulate others. It's like magicians, swindlers, frauds, charlatans, pretenders. It pictures an imposter who poses as something he isn't for self-gain. In other words, these are spiritual frauds. They're not the real thing. They're not the real thing. The word wax is the word prokopto, and it prokopto, excuse me, and it depicts the advancement of disease like cancer to advance to make progress. So just like a, just like cancer can spread throughout the throughout the body at a fast rate. This is how these spiritual frauds they're going to they're going to come they're going to wax worse and worse. They're going to spread and they're going to spread they're going to come forth. It would be like a disease. They're going to come forth and it's going to spread. And the Bible says it says deceiving and being deceived. The word deceiving is the word planeo and it pictures deception, a moral wandering and it depicts one who has veered from a solid path to be adrift is used to depict a lost animal that cannot find its path to morally lose one's bearing so there's going to come a breed of teachers or leaders that are just totally off track they're going to be emerging and the thing that they will allow is or, or that they will promote is moral promiscuity one of the signs of a false teacher or one that is a false teacher is that they always uphold spiritual immorality okay they always uphold spiritual immorality so these individuals will be pushing that okay they will they will be uh twisting the scripture okay they're going to be heavily deceived and if you aren't careful you could fall into the trap of being deceived by these individuals as well. So you say, well, what are we to do? This is madness. All this stuff is going on. This is happening. We're going to be surrounded by all these people that are just acting crazy. It's going to be, it's perilous times. We're here. We're there. We're in the midst of that. Well, what is the answer, Minister Paula? What are we supposed to do? Well, the answer is found in verse 14. And it says this, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them verse 15 
And that from childhood, now he's talking to Timothy, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which you are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So in the midst of these last days, in the midst of these end times, how am I going to survive? How am I going to make it? You got to continue in the things which you have learned, the things that you've been taught. I heard one minister say at the onset of um, all of this, of, of this COVID crisis, this pandemic, and um, all of that, he said that there's a lot of things that he was unsure of or certain of. He said, and so in this time, he knows that I got to stick to what I know. And I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. I know I got to continue in what I know and what I've learned. You got to be in this word more now than ever before. I was talking to my aunt today and we were just discussing. In fact, she was one of the individuals that picked up the book, um, Last Day Survival Guide. And she was, she already had started to read it. And so I was asking her, was she, how she was enjoying it? And we were kind of discussing that. And she said that one of the things that she's seeing now is she said that for people that are not in Christ or that are not reading the word, they're not going to make it. And that is so true is that if you can't make it through this, you might as well forget it because if it's going to get worse, you know, this is just one wave of many that, that we'll have to ride. And so we much more now than ever before have to be in that word, have to be continually making a self-examination of ourselves to make sure our own hearts are right, that we're ready, that we're ready for the Lord when he comes. But let's look at verse 14. Let's break this down. The first word we're going to look at is the word continue. And this is a Greek word. It means to stay, to remain, abide, to firmly endure, to continue steadfastly, to be unwavering, to be unmoving, a resolute decision to remain steadfast to a location or principle, to hold one's ground to the point of fighting back. So it portrays something that lasts, persists, or endures. So in order to continue, the best, the best of these words that just simply put, to, it means to firmly endure. It sums up all of that definition. It sums it up in those three words, to, to continue to firmly endure. So we have to maintain our stance of the word of God, even if we have to fight, never surrender what you've learned. Never surrender. Never surrender. Never give up what you've learned on the about the word of God. Never compromise. Stay steadfast. Stay true. Firmly endure. Firmly stand. Firmly endure to the end. It says to continue in the things which you have learned. That Greek word learn. Mantheno, it means to learn as a serious student. You got to be serious about this because this is a serious, serious thing. The things that are transpiring and going on in our world right now are more serious now than, 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 than ever before. This is a serious, serious time. It means to learn and to put into practice. It's the same root as a disciple. It means a learner. 
So we're still learning even in the midst of this, but we're serious students. We come away to go before the presence of the Lord and to study our word. We got to rid ourselves of distractions. We got to focus in on what the word of God is saying, what God is saying. God will speak to you. He will tell you what is to come. He will give you fair warning. He will help you to discern what is the truth from what is a lie. People have been sending, and I've been seeing this on social media, a lot of posts and pictures. The last one that I saw was a picture that was just a terrible, terrible Photoshop. I mean, at first glance, you could tell it was a Photoshopped picture. And so people are posting stuff, sharing stuff, and not fact-checking it, not researching, just sharing stuff. And most of the stuff that they're sharing is either stuff that's been Photoshopped or stuff that's been taken out of context. And they're just sharing it. Before I will share anything, I will research it to make sure to find out the whole story, the whole story of what is going on. So make sure that if you are sharing things, that you research it to make sure that is this really the truth or is this just, you know, fabricated. So we want to make sure that we are serious students of the word of God. So we got to, he said, to be continuing the things that you are assured. The word assured means to be convinced to be persuaded, to be proven in a matter, to be staunchly and wholeheartedly assured, to find trustworthy. So we got to continue in what you have learned and be assured of. The word of is the word paron. It means just alongside or by the side of. And the word learned again, be short of what you learned is the word menthado. We already looked at that again. So verse 15, let's go there and see what it says. And it says, and that from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which you were able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, remember, Timothy, um, earlier in this chapter, Paul uh, referenced Timothy's uh, grandmother and mother and how they had taught him the things of God and how he, he had they had taught him the things of God from the time that he was a child, Paul remembered how his uh, mother, um, how his grandmother Lois and how his mother Eunice had instructed and taught Timothy the things of God. So Timothy had grown and grew up in the things of God, learning the things of God. Okay. And the word from is the word apo, which means from or pointing to an earlier moment. So Paul's talking about an earlier moment in Timothy's life. And the word child is the word brephos. And it means an infant or newborn below the age of a toddler. So Timothy was taught these things like while he was still in his mother's arms, he was taught these things. So you got to teach your children while they're young, while they're still in your arms. You got to teach them the moment, even really in the womb, start ministering to them and teach them the things of God. You got to teach them the things of God. The Bible talks about the seed being incorruptible incorruptible so once that seed is in there it's incorruptible it cannot be destroyed so if you get that seed in there when they're young when their hearts are tender it makes it so much better i watched my nephews grow grow up the oldest one is 20 years old and the oldest two in fact um i helped to play a, a role in helping them being raised um especially with my sister's children um, was, you know, heavily involved in their life. And so from the time that they were little babies, from the time they were little babies, I can remember holding them in my arms and 
praying and my mother holding them in her arms and praying and reading the word and singing songs. My mother sang the songs, not me now. I didn't do too much singing to them because I can't carry too much of a tune. But my mother used to sing to them and their mother would teach them and taught them the things of God. We took them to church and took them to prayer meeting and taught them how to pray. So that seed and taught them the things of God, taught them the Bible stories, the basics of the word of God. So that seed is in there. It's incorruptible. Now what they choose to do when they get older, you know, they try to stray away a little bit and try to think they're grown and all those things, but I don't even worry because the seed is in there. It's incorruptible. It's incorruptible. In fact, I told him, I said, you know, you can't do no wrong because if you do wrong, God is going to tell the Holy Spirit's going to reveal it to me, your mama or your grandmama. He's going to tell us. He's gonna he's gonna show it, reveal it through a dream or something. So you 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 can't you 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 you're not gonna get away with acting up. That seed is in there. It's incorruptible. It's incorruptible. So you have to teach your children the things of God when they are babies, when they are little. Okay. So it says, but you must continue in the things which you have learned, and let that be an encouragement for someone that may be listening. That your children might not be acting right. You just said, Lord have mercy, what has happened to them? They totally flipped the script. They're certainly not acting the way I taught them how to act. They have just turned and just doing worldly stuff. You keep praying for them. And let that encourage you that the seed is incorruptible. It's incorruptible. And there's nothing they can do about it. It's in there. It is in there. And you just continue to declare and to decree that, Father God, that seed is incorruptible. And I've planted that seed in their life and in their heart. And I expect to receive a good godly harvest on this young man. A good godly harvest on this young woman. Don't give up on your children. Continue to pray for them. So verse 15 says that, um, and that, see, uh, you must continue the things which you have learned and been assured of. Knowing that from when you learned them. And that from childhood, you have known and the word known is the word oida. And it means to see, perceive, understand, or comprehend. It's knowledge that is gained by personal experience or personal observation. So Timothy, these are not things that he took away from his mother's experiences. This was things that he has known from his own personal experience, from his own personal encounter with God himself. He's been taught these things, but he's known, he's seen, he's perceived, he understands, he comprehends from personal experience the things of God. And it goes on to say that you have known the Holy Scriptures. The word Holy Scriptures is the word higher grammata, okay? And the word, the word hieros, it just means sacred. And the word grama, it, it's the word for letter. It's a jot or a scribble. This means sacred writings, sacred marks, sacred jots, sacred scribbles. It refers to every single little jot or mark in the scripture as being holy, sacred, divine, and powerful. So it's saying that every mark in scripture is anointed. Every mark. Every mark. When you get to the book of Numbers and you're reading... Um, all those names of people and it's listening to you. Every piece, every part of it is anointed. Every part of it is God breathed. Every part of it is useful. Every part of it is beneficial. 
every part of it because it ties together to make the whole thing complete. So he's telling him that all of the scripture is important. All of it. It says, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scripture, which are able. Now, this is really interesting. The word able is the word dunamis. Okay? And this is where we get the word for power. It means able. It means power. It pictures explosive superhuman power that comes with enormous energy and produces phenomenal, extraordinary and unparalleled results. It denotes miraculous power. So all of scripture is so powerful to whoever receives and believes it. It will change your life. It will bring healing. It will bring direction. It will bring correction. The word of God, scripture is powerful. It's miraculous, but you got to receive it. And you got to believe it. So it says here. It says for the Holy Scripture, which, which is able to make you wise. The word wise is the word sophos. And it depicts wisdom not naturally attained. It's a special insight. It's used to describe those who are brilliant. Those that are intellectually sharp or especially enlightened. It's a class of individuals whom the world would call clever, astute, smart, or, or intellectually brilliant. So to be wise, what he's talking about here is that you are a cut above the rest of society. When you understand the scripture, when you make the word of God a part of your life, when you receive the word of God, when you believe the word of God, it will make you a cut above the rest of society. So he goes on to say that the, the, that the things that you have known from a child, from your childhood, the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation. The word salvation is the word soteria. And this word means deliverance. It means salvation. It conveys the ideas of salvation, wholeness in every part of life. A state of deliverance, healing, wholeness, to protect, to keep safe, or keep under protection. You need salvation to keep you in these times. And if the Bible is working in your life, you will have dynamite in your hand. You will have dynamite from your lips. You got to stick to the Bible because it has the power to heal you. It has the power to keep you even in these last days, hallelujah, hallelujah, I preached myself happy, praise God for his word, that his word is alive and is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, that when everything um, comes to naught, when everything is settled and done, his word will stand forever, his word will stand forever, and his word is truth, his word is truth, amen, well, I want to read to you from the from Pastor Renner's book. So be encouraged and know. We're going to pick up 16 and 17 next week. But to know that if you've got that word. If you, if you receive it and you believe it. you got power working in your life. you got the power of God working in your life. And you are cut above all the rest. Cut above society. 
cut above all the rest. Amen. What I want to do is I want to read um, 2 Timothy 3. I'm going to read verses 1 through 9 and verse 13 in the RIV version. So this is Pastor Renner's like amplified version of these verses. Okay, so we're going to go through it and, and I'm going to go through and read these. All right. And this is from the book Last Day Survival Guide. Be sure to get this book. I'm serious. This book is like the bomb.com. I also have others of Pastor Renner's. <laughs> books every last one of them are good and i'm probably going to the next few months probably going to have my head and all of my eyes and all of these books going through and reading them but anyway um second timothy 3 verses 1 through 9 and i'm going to read these all right you emphatically and categorically need to know with unquestionable certainty that in the very end of days when time is sailed to its last port and no more time remains for the journey that last season will stand in the midst of uncontrollable, unpredictable, hurtful, treacherous, menacing times that will be emotionally difficult for people to bear. And this is the time that we're living in right now. This is talking to us, you and me. Men will be self-focused, self-centered, self-absorbed, self-consumed, and in love with themselves more than anyone else. As a result of this self-love, they will be driven to obtain more and more and more. These boasters are so committed to their own agenda that they are willing to exaggerate, overstate the facts, stretch the truth, embellish a story, and even lie if it will get them the position, advantage, or goal they desire. They are arrogant, haughty, impudent, snooty, and insolent. They disdain, mock, slander, and speak ill of anyone that stands in the way of their ideology and freely use foul language. In this climate, parents will no longer be able to persuade, control, lead, or exercise authority over their own children. And although people were once thankful and appreciative, they will generally become void of gratitude and will be unappreciative of everything. Impurity will seep into society and cause it to become impure, ill-mannered, unclean, indecent, coarse, vulgar, offensive, crude, lewd, and rude. Love for and commitment to family will disintegrate and divorce will become epidemic with irreconcilable differences being a major factor in treating and tearing families apart. In fact, every imaginable type of covenant will be regularly violated and the court system will be overwhelmed as people are overboard suing and being sued. People will generally lose the ability to say no and will be unable to control their instincts in nearly every area of life. People will become savage and it will eventually feel like there is no laws to protect the innocent. People will find it easy to walk away from commitments and to easily throw away relationships. They will become reckless, impulsive, and known for their enjoyment for violence. They will become full of pride and inflated with a sense of their own self-importance. To the extent they may end up feeling like society is being hit by a typhoon. However, those menacing winds of change will eventually blow out like a storm that comes and goes. Meanwhile, people will become fixated on the unattainable pursuit of happiness and pleasure even more than they love God. Although they may possess an outward form of religiosity, they will rebuff refute, refuse, and reject the authentic power that goes along with genuine godliness. I urgently 
tell you to mentally, spiritually, and physically turn away and remove yourself from such people. These sorts of people project themselves as help with the intention of gaining access into people's homes to manipulate them, especially targeting someone's, some sincere women who feel overwhelmed by frustrations and disappointing failures in life whom the manipulators find easy to influence because they have so many unmet longings. These women are endlessly doing their very best to gain insight needed to help them navigate life, but they are perpetually unable to come to right conclusions based on truth. Now as Janice and Jambres fiercely opposed and defied Moses, these also will, fiercely, will be fiercely opposed to and will defy the truths of scripture. They will be men with minds that have been ruined, defective, malfunctioning, and reprobate concerning the teachings of Scripture. But the advance of spiritual disease they spread will be halted, and their irrational way of thinking, their lunacy, madness, and spiritual nonsense will become unmistakably clear to all men as theirs also was. But these wicked men, real bona fide frauds who masquerade as spiritual leaders, will leave people off track as they spread their deadly teachings and put people under their magic spell. Over time, they will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being self-deceived by the nonsense they communicate to others. So that was the Renner interpretive version of chapter three, most of it. And so I think it gives us a better picture and kind of opens it up even that much more as we read it. And as I was reading that, I'm sure you probably thought of instances and and even maybe some people that have fit into that category, but please make sure that you're not one of those people that you haven't fall, fallen into that category. And we want to just thank God just that he is so loving and that he has given us warning and he has given us, you know, the, of the things that are that are to come. And so we have to continue. We have to continue in the scripture. We have to continue in prayer. We have to continue to live right, continue to self-check ourselves, continue to keep our hearts pure, continue to forgive, continue to choose not to be offended, continue to preach the truth, to preach the word of God, to tell people the truth in love. We have to continue in these things. We have to continue in these things and to know and to understand that God has brought us here for such a time as this, that he has chosen us, appointed us, and anointed us to live in this time. And we are going to make it because God will take care of us. Well, let us pray. Father God, we thank you and we praise you for the teaching of your word. We thank you that your word is truth. And we thank you, Father God, that you are full of truth. Lord, we thank you, Father, for the plan and purpose that you have for each and every individual that is listening, whether here in the United States whether in countries and nations, Father God, that I myself may have never even been. I thank you, Father, that the word of God, the power of God, the teaching of scripture is universal. I thank you for the church of Jesus Christ that you have all over the world, the believers of people that you have strategically placed in nations throughout this world. I thank you, Father God, that you continue to help us to stand fast on your truth, to stand fast on your word, Father God, to look to you in all things, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that as we continue to uh, study this portion of scripture and to get this down on the inside of us, Father God, I thank you that 
uh, we will do a self-examination of ourselves to make sure that we are not falling into any of these categories. Father God, I thank you for your precious Holy Spirit visiting each and every home, each and every listener, each and every hearer, Father God. I thank you that your word is truth. And I thank you for that one that may be discouraged or that one that may be experiencing some fear and some uncertainty. Lord, be the anchor to their soul. Father God, bring bring comfort, Lord. Bring let let faith arise in their heart and in their mind in the name of Jesus. I thank you and praise you, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that even though the things that are to come, Lord, that it will get worse and it will get worse. I thank you, Father God, that you are still the rock of ages. I thank you, Father God, that you are still sovereign and that you are still our protector and our shield. And we can still hold on to Psalms 91 that tells us that you would give your angels to have charge over us, to keep us in all of our ways. So I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that encourage the heart of that one that may think it's too late or or that, that time is as, as sailed, Lord, I thank you for renewing purpose today, renewing purpose in the hearts and the minds of those that are listening, Lord. I thank you and I praise you, Father God, that we will continue, that we will continue in what we've been assured of and that we will continue in the Holy Scriptures. And as we read your word, Lord, I thank you for revelation, knowledge coming. I thank you that you enlighten us, Father God, that you illuminate your word, that we will be a cut above the rest of society. To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Will you stay encouraged? And remember, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Be sure to share this podcast. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.